There's nothing I can do, man. The Dolphins made you cry. There's, I only want to be with you, and, and that's where we are today with you this year. Getting up early this morning, and uh, thanks, Darius Rucker. We must, boy, this song never gets old. God bless the, the fact that he made a lot of money on that song as part of a really good album for Hootie and the Blowfish. We say good morning to everybody. A lot of stuff to get to. I mean, a lot to get to. As uh, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I slept a lot yesterday. I checked out. I didn't say two words to my wife yesterday. She wanted to have a conversation about something else that was, you know, important to her <laughs> and not important to me. And I just, I said, yeah, not today. Not today. Uh, I guess today will be a little bit better. I don't know if it was tired or I just got to stop taking these losses like I'm a little bitch. I, I really do. I need to stop. I mean, I mean, they had to, they had to have a talk with me, man. Like you got to stop taking these losses. Like you're gonna lose games, you, you know. So I got that one, and she hit me with a little bit of that. And don't you play like there's 17 games in a schedule? I go, yeah, 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 I know. You're not playing, so you don't have to worry about watching film. I go, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. And you don't have to worry, you know, uh, about, you know, going out and people blasting. No, 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 no. I, that stuff's all true. No, that stuff's all true. So, man, I don't know. Sometimes I just, I live and die with this team to a fault. I, I do. I, I take losses in general, especially with guys I like and stuff and when they're not playing well or you guys you like and that that's the other part I wish the human nature part of this is certain guys I like a lot more than other guys and and certain guys you get close to and certain guys you don't and and the print media screw them they're the same way they got guys they like and I finally got Omar to kind of come around on that that he admits that he gives all the guys that he likes the benefit of the doubt on every turn, no matter what's going on. And it's human, like, it doesn't matter. Well, I'm a print media guy. I'm, I got higher standards. And no, you don't. You got the same stuff we have. Barry and all the rest of them. They got guys they like and guys they don't like. And you root for those guys. It's just, just like fans, man. We are all fanboys a little bit. We just all have a little bit, no matter what age we are, men and women. We uh, we all like certain things, but yeah, I I just it, it's time to stop. Like, just just go do the damn games and um, get on the bus, get on the plane, just sit in the back. You're get, all right after that one though, man. That one stung. That was a stinger. Didn't help, by the way. I was starting to feel a little better yesterday, and it didn't help that we had to relive it on Hard Knocks last night. But you yeah. Know. Well, well, Woody, right. I want to say this because I did go through. I did a little uh, self-evaluation late last night um, because they're going to lose games, man. It's just part. Probably going to lose some more. And and I was like, so, Joe, did you uh, – this is Joe talking. You know, I was talking to myself. So, Joe, did, did you take those other losses that hard? And I go, nah. I said a little bit on Buffalo because they, they beat us up bad. And I was kind of going through it. And Kansas City, I actually – I didn't feel that bad. I thought we had a chance to win because we had the ball late. And Eagles, you know, was we had some chances there too. And so, but but being up two touchdowns with four minutes left against a team with four wins at home, uh, that one that one had a little extra sting to it. That's all. And it's moving on. And by the way, the good news is we literally had Thursday night football. We got. Three games on Saturday. 
uh, one of our games, and our game's one of them, on Sunday and Monday. So we got like the NFL, this is where the NFL says it's holiday season. We are spreading our games out. And uh, so get ready and you'll uh, we'll start watching the wild card and see if anybody makes a run or the Bills going to make a run at the Dolphins now to come back and somehow steal the division back and everybody's looking at schedules and who do they have left and who do we have left and all of a sudden the Jets come in and they're five and eight and you're going okay and they just had a nice win against the Texans check that they beat the crap out of the Texans so uh, they're coming down here next in a, in a big rivalry game, and, and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Anyway, we do have uh, a lot of stuff to get to. I'll tell you one thing that's usually pretty good therapy is the heat. See, the heat seem to – things are going rough, and they just find a way no matter who's out, bam, and Tyler's going to miss what about his – what's Tyler at now? I didn't even look. Has it got to be 14 or 15 games? He's missed a lot, but I, I got to tell you, man, this bam situation is starting to get more and more concerning. And I spoke. Spoke came out. There's no timetable. They call it. They're calling it a hip contusion, right? As far as I know, a contusion's like a bruise. Right? Yeah, I don't. I don't get that being out. But you know, you start he's doing been out for a while. Yeah. And they said the only reason he traveled on the last trip is because he was allowed to, and he wanted to be with the team. Because usually, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff, and Tim, you know, Tim Reynolds talking about it. And he said usually you travel with the team. That means you're getting close, right? Well, he can get his work. It, I think it is yeah, a good sign. Because if you can't. Travel, it's like you're getting closer, but it looks like he's going to be ruled out for these next two. I mean, he's definitely out tonight. He's probably going to be out tomorrow. But, like, I hear hip contusion. I thought, all right, this will be quick. Yeah, and then I think he'll be all right. He's without a timetable to come back, which is scary. Hey, man, but they haven't had their starting five together in no. so long. I forgot what they look like. I, I forgot what the big three together look like. So I don't even uh, know who's in the <clears> starting lineup if everyone's healthy. That's good. That's a good one too. <laughs> That's a good one. I do know Duncan Robinson's playing his ass off right now and and been a great story and I know they they still win a lot of games, man. They're 13 and 10 with all those guys out and all these guys that have been injured and Bam and Tyler and Bam's out again. He's going to miss his fifth game and Tyler's got to be around 14 or 15 games now that he's missed and they say he's getting close and one thing about today's uh, game compared to old school is, boy, they wait till you are completely healthy before they have you come back. There is no – God bless the medical staff today, man, and uh, and the coaches follow it. It's uh, it's come a long way, and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's bad at all. We've got uh, a lot of stuff to get to here. And, by the way, the story today starts with Tyler Van Dyke. I was wrong. I thought for sure Tyler Van Dyke was going to hook back up. Is that can you still use it that way? Hook up for young kids now is yeah, it's okay. Having getting yeah. back and yeah, having yeah. sex, I, mean, I, I don't want to do I that. So anyway, uh, Tyler did not go to SMU to be with his former coach, where he had great success. Going to Wisconsin, going to Wisconsin, and um, I don't know. I saw a lot of the ra- the ratings rankings had him as one of the top transfer portal quarterbacks. In this thing, in a in a class that's uh, of quarterbacks transferring, I don't know how strong it is. I saw that uh, the Canes are are uh, recruiting Will Howard and Cameron Ward from Kansas State and Washington State, if I'm not mistaken. And they have their numbers out and what they're looking at, and the recruiting thing is on. And look at man, you 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 know what we say it at every level. You got to have a quarterback, and at least a quarterback. 
to fit your system, and it was definitely time for Tyler to go somewhere else and get a fresh start. And hopefully, I'll be honest with you, man, when I think of passing games, I don't think of Wisconsin. So if uh, if Tyler can go there and have success, get his career going again, and, and make himself a top 100 pick, you know, I like Tyler. Nothing against him, um, and uh, I wish him only the best. I, I have – yeah, we'll be rooting for him. Yeah, I don't Absolutely. have. Absolutely. He's great to us. Great. I mean, I think it was great for everyone down here, right? He played his ass off at the end of this season. He didn't quit. He didn't quit, and and he came back in, and he, he, he took the high road on everything. Yeah, and- it's not always going to work out. You're right. He didn't trash anyone. But, yeah, I mean, of course we'd be rooting for him. But it, it is crazy to hear the way that you talk about that. You go recruiting from, and it's not high school, it's from other schools. I always wonder this. So, so you go out and – and you do this because they're kind of waiting on some of these teams that are loaded, like Texas. Texas loaded with quarterbacks. So everybody's kind of like, that guy's not going to wait around. Like they're going, hey, Manning's kid's not going to wait around another year. He's not starting again for Mr. Five Star top player in his whole class. Mm-hmm. He's not playing again. And the Manning family keeps coming out and going, nope, he's going to wait. We know this is not overnight. He's not worried about, he's being taken care of financially, I'm sure. But uh, hey, let me ask you a question. Do you think if a guy's in a situation like that, a school can reach out to, I guess, the agent and say, hey, we uh, we would love this guy to come start at our program. We can offer him this. Yes. By this, I mean dollars. So can, it's, you, uh, can you poach? Can you tamper? Like, do they even have rules about that? I mean, so I assume they do, but here's they're not the enforceable. Thing, here's the thing. It's a great point. It's it's a good question. So I was told this about, it's funny, because Peyton and Eli are on TV, and they're a very close family. The three mm-hmm. brothers and dad are tighter than wet spaghetti. That's That family is <laughs> yeah. tight. So, uh, so I've been told people have re- reached out to uncles, as in Uncle Eli, Uncle Peyton, and Grandpa said, hey, man, if if he's not happy, you know we're not we're not trying to do anything. But look at those guys are out and about. You don't think people are going colleges or calling buddies of those guys going, hey, tell them if uh, little Arch wants out, man, to to come and uh, we'd love to have him. By the way, he comes in, he starts. I mean, he's he's got a really good chance to start for us. So I don't know. Basically, it was a third string quarterback. As a freshman, so I, I know it doesn't happen overnight. And by the way, he is definitely now that uh, the Texas quarterback's coming back. A lot of th- people think he's going to be the top quarterback in next year's, the year after NFL draft. Guy's really good, and he started Ohio State. Remember that? Came out early, came out of high school early because Texas would not give him money. He tried to get money as a high school and a top quarterback in that draft, and they said no. And he goes, "Well, screw you, I'm leaving." And he left, went to Ohio State, and he found out he wasn't going to be playing for a while and wasn't going to beat out the guy that is now playing at a super high level for the Texans, C.J. Stroud. So uh, he now looks like he made a great decision going to Texas. And again, a lot of people thought he was coming out in the draft because he was going to get drafted pretty damn high. And he said, no, I'm coming back. And I'm sure he looked at all his numbers and where he is and everything else, and I'm sure he's making really good money as a starting quarterback at Texas. I can only imagine it's a nice, healthy seven-figure salary that he's making for that program. By the way, it's it's just crazy to think now, well, wh- where am I going in the draft? What are they saying? Well, they're saying you might be 
right around late second or third round, but but you'll definitely, you know, you're going to be on somebody's roster and stuff. He goes, yeah, but what kind of money am I going to make? Well, you get this, this, and this, and your base will be like six or 700000 your first year outside of your, and your signing bonus. And the guy goes, no. Nah. So I got colleges offering me, I can make $2 million and stay in college and, and get my stock up for the following year, you know, and let these guys that are really good go because everybody really likes quarterback at USC and quarterback in North Carolina and Oregon. I'm just going to go ahead and Washington. I'm just going to go ahead and, and wait another year. I'm going to be okay <laughs> making $1.6 million to be the starting quarterback at Texas. It's crazy, man. Crazy numbers. And I thought, boy, I never thought big. You know when I started this and we went through that that July when everything opened up, Woody? I just never thought the numbers. I, I just, I don't know if anybody else was, I knew this NIL thing was was going to be big and the fact that, you know, a lot of guys and I had a teammate, uh, not a teammate, but a former Dolphin tell me it's weird that my kid makes more money than me right now and made more, he's making more in college than than I made in a base salary with the Dolphins. And it kind of got me. I was like, damn, man, that that's crazy, you know? It's crazy that – and I never thought the money was going to get like that. I'm not going to say who that was. You could guess, but I just uh, – I went, wow, man. And you're glad for your kids. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go back to college. I mean, we'll call it AAA. I'm going to go ahead and stay in the minors this year and play college football – Give them a good year. We got a good team. I got a lot of good guys. Coach, we got, you know, we got unlimited money to recruit and transfer portal it. Damn, I got a chance to put up really good numbers. And I'll come back and I'll be the number one quarterback or number two quarterback taken in next year's NFL draft. That's that's where we are now, man. That's where we are in this whole crazy thing. So that's why so many schools are out recruiting a Kansas State and Washington State quarterback like Will Howard and Cameron Ward. And you know how this thing works in life, man. When you've got eight or nine top schools interested in a Kansas State and Washington State quarterback, including UM, you know what that does? That jacks the price up. Supply and demand. Let me ask you this, too. You think these schools, like the smaller schools, are going to end up as like a minor league program for the bigger schools? Well, that's what Because it is, if you don't want to wait, like – if you don't want to wait to play, you know, you want to sit at one of these schools as a freshman and, and not play, then people are going to poach you. But why wouldn't you want to go to like a school where you can start as a freshman or a soft, like really have a chance to play early on? That way these schools can see you. Are we talking about Manning's kid? I don't even know who we're talking about anymore. Well, I think a lot of guys are going to leave. I think a lot of guys are going to leave. I think a lot of guys are going to go. Like if you're a five-star quarterback out of high school, what do you do now? Like what is the best route for you so to you be sit successful one year, to play? You sit one year, and then if the guy comes back, and the guy goes, hey, I'm coming back another year. I had a good year, but I, I, I'm going to come back and play. Then you probably leave if it's the second year. All right, let me throw this scenario at you then. What if You'll you're a five-star? What if you're a five-star? You come in there as a freshman. The guy's a senior. You're like, all right, I'm going to sit one year. Then they you, do that. Then your big program decides, hey, you know, we really like this other guy at this other school. Then you're he gone. really well. Then you're gone. Then you leave too. Every, they go, hey, you know, we, we we can go after a quarterback in free agency, even quarterback, though you're, you're a five-star freshman now turning sophomore. I think a freshman quarterback now, if you look around the country, a freshman quarterback will wait and sit one year. He'll go through two spring football years, 
and he'll look, and then he's like, screw this. There's too many places. This thing, uh, I ain't feeling the vibe from the coach that I'm ever going to be his guy. I'm uh, I'm out of here. I'm taking the dough. And um, heading. And by the way, obvious, if we're sitting here talking about the money, <clears throat> these guys all know what the open market looks like in some of these big programs and what you can make. I saw the uh, Clemson quarterback with the crazy name that went to Oregon State. Yeah, DJ Uwalungale. Yeah. He's on his eighth school now. So yeah. he, he's, he's talking about Florida State. He's all excited about maybe going to Florida State. You think Florida State's not going to pay him some money to come out and play? Talk about a guy who's been bouncing around everywhere. Remember, he was he was the next guy after Trevor Lawrence. Well, listen, two two <laughs> programs, Lord, two programs man. that are getting raided right now uh, would be Oregon State and Washington State. Two really good football teams and no conference. Yeah. And those guys are going, ooh. What's t- happening over there, by the way? Are they going to turn know. independent or something? I don't know, but they actually have two good football programs. It's hilarious. They played everybody in the Pac-12 in really close games. So, uh, I mean, no money left for those guys, no TV money, which is the only thing uh, clearly that drives college football well, now. Yeah. So. Unless you're SMU, tell it, don't worry about writing us a check for six years. We got enough oil money here to last us for 20 years. We just want to get in a big conference. Hey, uh, we got to go to break, man. We are running super late. We got a lot of Dolphin news to get to, trying to get past this thing from uh, yesterday. And uh, just kind of looking at this week, I think we found out uh, a lot on Monday Night Football. We'll talk about some of that when we come back. Stay with us. All right, welcome back, and good morning. Hopefully everybody got a little sleep after a a late Monday Night Football game and uh, getting back to normal. Short week for the Miami Dolphins, though, and um, Jets coming in, and I can tell you the Jets, after their win and watching the Miami Dolphins, I know what they're thinking. Same thing I'd be thinking if I was playing. We got a chance. We have a chance. By the way, some of the news, um, and the reason I bring it up is injuries, you know, part of the game, if you're the hand-picked guys, you know, you don't want any of your front-line guys to get injured because usually the drop-off is tremendous between a one and a two. And I think we saw that Monday night. The injury news, which everybody was afraid of, uh, Connor Williams, by the way, went down, and if you saw him get rolled up on, Kendall Lamb blocked his guy into him and right over the back of his legs. I I would love to know how many times an offensive lineman has been blocking somebody and had his leg planted to have a 300-pound guy fall, fall on the back of him, getting blocked right into the back of those legs where you can't move. And uh, usually if it's not a broken leg, it's uh, it's a blown-out knee a lot of times, and that's what happened watching Connor Williams' injury last night. So he's got a torn ACL. Um, That is a huge loss on how good Connor Williams has been last year and again this year as uh, a top-tier. I'm not ranking him one or two, but as a top-tier center in the NFL, um, that is a huge loss. It's nothing against Liam Eikenberg at all. It's just a huge loss. And Eikenberg, to be fair, has not played there a lot. And then on top of that, um, you put him out and another guy that ranks there at the top, especially as a run-blocking right guard, is Robert Hunt. And he's out and has been out. 
So Liam Eikenberg has had to move to one of those two positions. And whoever the backup is, they're just, there's a drop-off. And you look at it, I was looking at the game, and you know, you, you go through and what you might be looking at. So when the starting five started this year, coming out of camp and coached did everything possible and rested guys up to make sure you got your starting five together, it was starting five supposed to be Teron Armstead, Isaiah Wynn, Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, and Austin Jackson. I just went from left tackle over to right tackle on you. So that was that was your starting five. Now you knew it was going to be hard to keep all those guys healthy. Teron's played in less than half the games already. He's 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 behind last year playing and starting just six games. That's all we've gotten. More less than half the games. Isaiah Wynn's been basically out a lot more than that. He's been gone for a while. And you've had Connor Williams now out, but also was banged up a little bit before. And Robert Hunt, who'd been the most durable guy of the whole group, now he's got a hamstring problem. Of all injuries, it's a friggin' hamstring. And Austin Jackson has been the healthy guy of the whole group that's that's played and got a new contract and playing right tackle. Look at what you played with the other night. Kendall Lamb, left tackle, Lester Cotton, left guard, Liam Eikenberg, center, Robert Jones, right guard, and Austin Jackson, right tackle. So what I'm telling you is you play with your sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth offensive linemen. Sometimes you only suit up, most teams suit up eight offensive linemen. We've dipped now out of four out of five guys who should be backups or double backups um, now have to start and probably going to play a lot of football the rest of the way. We know, we know a couple of guys are going to be out, and Teron Armstead remains to be seen, although I think he's going to play this week uh, against the Jets. Just a hunch. So the problem is, and there were articles on this, it's no secret. I said it right away when he was out for more than a quarter. Man, this offense just looks a lot different without Tyreek Hill. You cannot replace with a with a nice group of wide receivers, a good dependable group of wide receivers. Um, Tyreek Hill out is a huge drop, and it's hard. Check that impossible to replace him because he is playing at a different level basically than every other receiver in the game for the things he can do. Nothing against the other guys, and every week we have some guy go, I think I'm the best wide receiver. Well, you've been injured the whole time, and and you can't do all the things Tyreek does. I'm not talking about I know you're 6'3", and you're 220, and you can run. You're not Tyreek Hill. So Tyreek Hill being out, the drop-off, for what it did to that offense, I almost felt like there was a Tyreek Hill hangover of not having him out there. And if you were at the game and he came back in, he snuck back in that game after being out about a half a game, the fans saw it, the monitor up on the board saw him coming back in, and they got the crowd right back into it, having that guy back out there. That position is one that really hurts you the most, and I don't know if he's going to play. I had two guys come in this morning and ask me already, you think he's going to play? I'm guessing if there's any chance possible, even if he's not 100% and he feels like I'm still, I can still make some plays, and, and he's got a goal. He's got a personal goal, and he also knows the team needs him. He wants that 2,000 yards, and he knows if he doesn't play 
it's going to be really hard to get. If he doesn't play in this game, it's going to be really hard to get, and this might be his last chance to ever get there to the 2,000 yards. So I think if you believe in the brain can help heal the body, his ass is going to have a good chance to play. And if he doesn't play, he is really friggin' hurt. It is, like, really bad. Now, I got to tell you, I played with a guy that ran like him. I'm not saying he, you know, did all the different things Tyreek did. Mark Duper. And when Dupe said his ankle or hamstring was hurt, he did not play. He was like, I, my speed is my game, and I cannot play. And um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, this week. But I looked at that, and, and Connor Williams, man, Connor Williams and Robert Hunt, probably your two highest-rated players on your offensive line. And I don't put Teron in there just because he's so injured. It's like he doesn't have enough at-bats to be the the batting champion. You know, you have to have a certain amount at-bats, and Teron's played less than half the games, but he's obviously very, very good when he can play. And he's healthy enough to, to play at a high level, which he's played a couple times, and he wasn't. Because he was banged up, and he wants to get out there and be part of it. He knows we talk, oh, Teron's hurt again. You know, and it's – so – um, it's hard to fill in Connor Williams and, and Rob Hunt. Um, it's hard to replace those guys. And so that's where we are, and we got to work around it. And those guys have, listen, they, they've band-aided this the best they can, and we actually ran the ball really well. But some guys can run block, some guys can pass protect, and the real special ones can do both, right? And uh, I thought the run blocking was really good. My God, man, look, going back and look at some of the blocks some of the backups had were phenomenal blocks, really good stuff. And I saw some dudes really struggle in pass protection. And I know we can tour this thing all you want. There were some guys really struggling on the pass protection against that Tennessee group. And I just want to remind everybody, that Tennessee group, pass rushing, and that group they're getting ready to see this week, the Jets, have nothing in common. That Jets group can get after. Now, Tennessee got some really good ones. And by the way, their best their best defensive lineman didn't play in the game. But um, I it's they're gonna get after it. So um that's where you are, but I did. There, there are certain positions, you're okay. Like Jalen Phillips is out, and he was on a roll, man. He was playing some of his best football ever for three or four games. And I got Van Ginkle, and I'm like, okay. Van Ginkle's not Jalen Phillips. Van Ginkle's pretty damn good. And so, and again, you're talking about a first-round pick, high first-round pick that's got obviously ridiculous talent, but you have another guy that is not going to hurt you. Van Ginkle's going to make a lot of plays. He's going to be where he's supposed to be and do all those things. But you're not – you don't have a Van Ginkle every position is kind of where I'm rolling on this thing this morning. You just don't have – um, that kind of guy where the drop-off, you're going to have drop-off no matter what on your top players. There just is. But, man, that that case of that wide receiver being out for half a game, I know everybody's brother wrote an article, the team looks different. Yeah, it's a lot different. Tyreek Hill in motion compared to anybody else going in motion, kind of, all right, let him go. Oh, okay, that guy, okay, let him go. Tyreek Hill goes in motion. Everybody notices. Everybody in the stands, everybody up in the box, everybody on the sideline, and everybody on the field goes, Tyreek Hill's going in motion. 
Oh, no, he's trying to get a matchup with somebody outside. Oh, he's going across the field. Where's he going? That's the kind of stuff that happens. So uh, he's a special player, man. It's a special year on everything that he's done. And uh, and I don't know if he's going to be able to play. We got to go to break here. We've uh, got a lot of stuff to get to here this morning and talk. Uh, get some other get to some other stuff. Congratulations. Uh, we've got uh, the Heat back in action. I say congratulations because uh, they're going to have a good chance to beat the Hornets tonight in the first of four home games. <laughs> Even it's amazing that the guys that step up when Bam and Tyler and those guys are out, and they still find ways to win. It, it It is amazing that, and I know basketball is a hell of a lot different than football, and there's a lot more guys to fill in for, and it's a lot more physical and all that stuff, but damn. Bam and Tyler out, and uh, they still find ways to win with the other group, right? Loves comes in, and Hawkeyes comes in, and just always find new guys to step in and give you 18, 20 points. It's incredible. Hey, I'll tell you who else is incredible uh, this morning, especially for the holiday season. Uh, I always think of gifts like you could give somebody a own age group. And if you're looking for something, this Atlantic Men's Clinic um, for guys that you want to do something. And we're harder to buy for as we get older, too. Instead of getting all those, like, those same stuff you give us, another cologne. I got 200 colognes I don't use right now. But I'll tell you what. Give them a certificate to Atlantic Men's Clinic. Get them all set up. Especially if you've got somebody out there that's really struggling with energy right now and they're tired and somebody said, man, all he does is sleep now. He watches movies. He falls asleep. Man, he took this retirement thing to a new level. Well, I want to tell you, uh, low testosterone, low T is a serious, serious problem that we have out here. Some guys live with it and they're okay. Not me. And it happens. You know, starting in your 30s, you start losing a lot of your testosterone levels, 2 3% a year. So you can figure this out by the time you get in your late 40s, mid-40s to 50s to 60s. You start to notice a difference, man. Yeah, you're tired all the time. You don't work out like you used to. Uh, instead of going out on Friday night, you say, hey, can we go out Saturday? And I'm a little tired and I don't feel like going out. And your sex drive is just dead. Nah, not this. Nah, <laughs> not tonight, honey. It's not going to work. Listen, I've been there. I've been there. I went to Atlantic Men's Clinic and I had such great results. Four or five months ago, I love telling everybody about going there. Initial visit includes medical consultation, a T and a PSA test. Mention my name, Joe Rose, and your initial consultation is free. That's going on during the holiday season. It's the most important meeting you might ever have, man. If you still care about being more active, getting more, especially when you've noticed a difference, you don't sleep as well, you're tired all the time, doesn't have to be that way. You can get it back. You know, most men wait a year or longer. There's no need to wait. They have six locations in South Florida to serve you, and they're all about low T and ED. That's what they know, man. They know how to fix it, take care of it, and do it quickly for you. So if that energy's down, you're always tired, gaining weight, not sleeping well, I think it's time for a little Atlantic Men's Clinic for you. Call them today, 877-455-7300, or visit AtlanticMensClinic.com. I just want to talk about this game before we go out there, okay? And to me, uh, this is true as it gets. What's a mercenary? A mercenary is a hired gun, right? He gets paid. He's really good at his job. Okay, but he gets paid to execute. Mercenaries will always defeat the draftees, but the volunteers will crush them both. There's one thing on the planet that's more of a motivator than money. Your emotional investment. 
the people you love, that want to support you, what you really about, the way you were raised, whatever that is to you, okay? Those guys will volunteer to fight, okay? That's what we're looking for. Looking for guys that are going to volunteer to fight Monday night, today, and every day the rest of the way, okay? Because that's what training a championship. Everybody in here, you're going to feel that way. Get a shot to the body, can't fucking breathe, can't think. Get the fuck up. That's what we're up. Every fucking day, that's what we're working toward. Every day. That's the type of fight it's going to be. Just keep that image in your head. That's what it's going to be Monday night. See you guys out there. There you have Hard Knocks. The Coach Camp Man right there. By the way, he'll bring it. All right. You want me authentic? Here it is. Bitches, we're going to talk about it. Uh, anyway, uh, didn't didn't go well. Up 14 with, God, up 14 with four and a half minutes. Give up drives of 75 and 64 yards. Guy threw for damn near half his yards in four minutes in that game. The Will Levis story lives. We might have just made him a full-time, like, future quarterback. The team probably going to come out today and go, Will Levis is our future quarterback. He hadn't done much, but those last two drives on the road against the top five or six defense, even with a couple guys out, nobody cares. Uh, incredible. And I mean fast touchdowns. It's amazing. You Did know you what? see, by the way, just sorry to interrupt you, but you're talking about Levis. They uh, they posted a video yesterday. They go not even 24 hours since uh, since his win on Monday Night Football, and he was he went shopping with some kids yesterday. Yeah, you know, did one That's of those good. things, capitalizing on the uh, yeah man, good move, early success. Oh, good by move. the way, uh, Mike McDaniel's uh, locker room speech. We missed Hard Knocks last night. If you're up early this morning, we'll have that at uh, coming up at seven o'clock. The Ooh. Dolphins obviously don't post that the day after uh, a loss, you know, but we we have Mike McDaniel in the locker room. They he. That was the end of Hard Knocks. That's how the episode ended. Oh, last night. So they flipped that around. That was cool. Oh, they turned the whole thing around. They had the game. They Those had guys the at Hard Knocks. Uh, wives. I think it was Alec Ingold's wife and maybe yeah. Raheem's wife were in the uh, in the stands for the game. Two they good had them dudes, man. Up. Two they guys. Raheem at the beach with with his family. I know he's a big surfer, beach guy, and they had him. Oh in yeah, there. beach is second home. He's not afraid of anything in that ocean. Yeah, no, the he's Alec Ingold story, by the way, is tremendous. He's a great dude. Oh no, and, he's uh, doing. They showed uh, his whole yeah, he's thing. Doing and, great. Great yeah. stuff. They made Adopted. a video for the Walter Payton Man of the Year, and he should man. No. A lot of cool. lot of lot of guys, a lot of character, and um, yeah, I was glad to see those guys involved in the show and get to know them a little bit, and always uh, seem to be doing a lot of good stuff. You know what? I almost forgot yesterday, and a little down on the defense, man, on those last two drives. I mean, he played their ass off, and then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, and. Somebody said, you know, I think I know the defense didn't do their job either, but my God, man, the offense. Do you realize three of those touchdowns were either scored or set up on a short, short field by special teams and defense? I go, yeah, you know, I I did kind of like, Joe, like, did you hear me? What I said, I said the defense scored a touchdown, set you up on a short field, and the special teams – Actually had an impact play and set you up on another short Raheem Mostert touchdown run. That's 21 points. And you realize the deep, the uh, offense just didn't do much in that game. You're right. Did uh, did not do yeah, much. Yeah, I realized that when I relived it last night, 
So um, that was the tough part of that 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 watching that episode is you knew that game was coming, and everything. Boy, they were everything was great. They got that second touchdown. Yeah, go up fourteen. Everything's good. No, you Everyone's just happy uh, on the bench and. You're you're up fourteen. It, uh, it you came have, unglued very quickly. And by the way, you didn't play well. It was, it was a little bit of a Raider feel. Like yeah, we didn't play great, but you know we we won. We we're the better team and we won. And now you're up fourteen. You go wow, they're going to win this game. But you know again, should have never come down to this with five minutes left. But they're going to win this, and um, and they didn't. And my God, two of the fastest. I don't know what Vic Fangio is going to work on this week, but I'd probably spend a little extra time and go, hey, guys, we're going to we're not worry about the, the run defense. We're going to give the run defense a little time off this week, and we're going to go ahead and work on, uh, on some things in the passing game and how to defend and keep people. And if they do score, which, by the way, just, just make them use a little time and burn some timeouts. All right, I'm I'm over that. I, well, let me ask you. You know, this, I swear uh, I wasn't going to talk about that. You today. have to talk about this. Let, let today? me ask you, because I I think well you I you know that was what I went to bed with last night. A lot of people probably did watching that that show. But how much of this is mental now, and, and just overcoming what happened in the final minutes of that game? Because that that doubt starts to creep in, and I think if it only happens, you know. I know it's not like it's not a losing culture. It's not all that. And and I if you had a bunch of young guys, typical Dolphins thing out of my head here. But I just from a mental standpoint, well, that's a new way to lose the way they just lost. No, it, it is. That's a it new is. way. And they always seem to find new and creative ways to lose. But I, I just hope that from a mental standpoint, they're able to come out and they should beat the Jets' ass. They they should right. And now. You know, you're, you're obviously concerned heading into that game because you thought they should have done the same as two touchdown favorites against the Titans. But mentally, how does this team bounce back? Yeah. You know, and everything is, you know, we're, you're still we're playing trying against to be the, the best team. version. You'll yeah. hear Mike after the game. It's not a rip fest. You don't rip the team. <laughs> no, that, no, that's no. That's not his style. No, obviously. he puts a positive spin, but he also knows that what just happened, I mean, they put the stat up all day. It's never happened before in the NFL. <laughs> Somebody's been up with a few minutes left in the friggin' game. Actually got the damn ball back with darn near two minutes left. Your timeout's all burned up, but but you you know, you still had time and you didn't have to go the length of the field. You just had to get it close enough to kick a field goal and see what happens. And that never happened. So that just uh, all around uh, you know, just on both sides really equally, if I'm to look at it. But yeah, you just count on a defense that we're going to make, and again, you, you, we're not asking you to go three and out. We're just asking you to make him get five or six first downs and earn it and keep him in bounds and keep the clock rolling and and chew up a couple more minutes on that, that drive, that first drive. You just can't let somebody score basically in three minutes two long drives of 75 and 64 yards. And again – this Will Levis, you look at those 320 yards, damn near half of them were on those two drives. He got half the stats in the last friggin' three minutes or four minutes of the game. All right, we got to go to break. We got 7 o'clock hour. Whew, let it go, let it go, bro. Let it go, bro, Joe. All right, we've got uh, a lot of stuff to get to here you this hear morning. hear from Mike when we come back? I do want to hear. All right. I like a little Miami Mike. It's and by not the negative. Way, no, neg- no this, negativity. 
this is where coaches earn their money. Because I heard it all day yesterday. I couldn't stay away from those national shows like, okay. And more than one person said they could lose the rest of their games. And I was like, no way. No way. And this is where the head coach earns his money, keeps this thing together, puts together great game plans, and you friggin' come out and beat the damn Jets. We'll be right back. Stay with us for that. But first, I want to tell you, Baptist Health South Florida, they're doing their share, trying to get all these guys healthy. Boy, they're busy. Hey, Baptist Health South Florida, never been busier than they are, are right now with the Panthers, the Heat, and the Dolphins. You talked about a bunch of banged-up guys right now. Well, listen, we're lucky because they are one of the top sports medicine programs in the country, have some of the top specialists from around the country working right here in South Florida and Dayton Broward for us. Now, they're making some dough. Now, those guys aren't cheap, but they're damn good at what they do. There's no reason for me to say about that, about these young doctors getting up this morning, getting ready for 7 o'clock surgeries. But I will tell you, man, those guys are really good. It is a top sports medicine, one of the tops in the country, top 50 sports medicine program in the United States right here in our backyard. Some of the top specialists for every kind of knee operation, shoulder, foot and ankle, hand, back, hip and knee replacement, man, these guys are good. Taking care of not only professional athletes and those teams like Inter-Miami, the Heat, the Panthers, and the Miami Dolphins, FIU, FAU, taking care of all of our sporting events down here. They're busy, man. They're busy, but they're damn good and ready to take care of all of us, and they can because we've got three locations for you to go for these sports-related injuries. You can go down to Doctor's Hospital in Coral Gables. That's where those doctors are working. You get your surgeries. But they also have a beautiful facility on 595 and Pine Island Implantations, about a year old now. It is so nice. Dr. Swartz and in those doctors up there. And then the newest facility at Hard Rock Stadium, right next to the training facility where the Miami Dolphins are connected to it, is Baptist L South Florida. Oh, my gosh, what a place they have there. So we got you covered with location and great doctors have a great experience and get you healthy because that's what it's all about. Visit baptishealth.net slash ortho today. 